back to another episode of Freewheeling. I'm Abby Mickey. I'm Kayla Fretz. And we're here to discuss collegiate racing in America. I love collegiate racing in America. So, full disclosure, I don't intend to have Kaylee on every single one of my episodes, but it just happens that all of my episodes so far, I mean, I guess the first one, he didn't really have any, um, he, he wasn't connected to that one at all. No. I don't think he even knows really anything about reds or periods other than he's got a wife not a period expert yeah yeah um but he does know a lot about gravel or growed as he calls it and now the third episode he also knows a lot about so don't get used to him being around but he's (laughs) he's back (laughs) sorry yeah so anyway collegiate racing is what we're discussing but before that just wanted to say a huge thank you to everybody who's subscribed and who's listened to the first two episodes of my podcast which is a lot of people Really? A lot. Thousands. Y'all are crazy. Thousands. Wow. Multiple. Yeah. Makes me a little bit nervous. No, right? Just picture, instead of just the two of us sitting here, Abby, a picture that we're sitting in a stadium. I don't want to do that. With thousands of people hanging on your every word. Hopefully I sound smart. <laughs> <laughs> Although that's not why you pay me, so to sound smart uh, we, we pay you to sound smart no you pay me to find out things so i have to sound dumb so that i can you know find learn things interview yeah yes. by the end of the episode i'm smarter <laughs> that's the whole goal along with your whole audience hopefully that is the idea so what i wanted to discuss today is collegiate racing in america because the u.s is sadly lacking in kind of amateur racing there's there's a huge gap in between professional racing and amateur racing in the u.s that doesn't really exist in europe i think Mm. um just from knowing europeans who are a lot better at racing bikes and kind of what we have is collegiate racing but at the same time there's a lot of especially for women um a lot of a lot of us get involved in the sport because of collegiate racing Mm. so that's another interesting little twist so that's yeah that's why we're here hello Hello. Um, Kaylee, what's your experience with collegiate racing? Well, Abby, you are speaking to the two-time Rocky Mountain Collegiate Cycling Conference Men's A champion. I know you're impressed. I only won it once, so (laughs) I am impressed. (laughs) I think I won it twice. No, so (laughs) I, I absolutely love collegiate racing. I was the president of my collegiate cycling team. I met my wife uh, at a, on a on collegiate cycling team, and I'm a massive fan for a whole bunch of reasons. The biggest thing for me about collegiate racing, I think, and actually part of the reason why I basically stopped racing as soon as I got out of college, uh, is that I think it's the closest you can come, in America anyway, to sort of professional style, team tactics, team vibe racing. Uh, outside of the actual professional ranks because most, you know, I've, I've done a, a fair amount of sort of am- other amateur racing in the States as well. And yeah, you have your, your cat three team your cat four team. You have a bunch of guys that show up uh, every weekend and you go to the races together and stuff like that. It's still not the same as in, as when you're traveling in a crappy van with the same people every weekend showing up at the races you know, playing team tactics. There are, there are, you know, team classifications in collegiate racing. Uh, it, it, for me, it was, yeah, that, that sort of team element was really, really, really cool. And when I got out of collegiate racing, I actually really kind of struggled to find 
don't know, find kind of purpose in regular amateur racing because I just I wasn't racing for anything anymore. I was just racing for myself, and I didn't I really I didn't find that as I don't know fulfilling. Uh, and yeah, and I definitely agree that collegiate racing is very much it's kind of this like stopgap right now. It's you have we have a pretty good sort of junior development system, and now we have the high school mountain bike league, which is fantastic. But then there's just not really a whole lot of space or stuff in between that and like a. a a cycling career and the high school mountain bike league is pretty pretty fresh yes um but already turning out massive talent yeah which I mean, is Kate awesome Courtney, for yeah. example world champion right uh sep coos was a high school mountain biker and just won a stage of the vuelta and uh, participated in collegiate racing very very briefly very briefly uh, so that a lot of the really talented pros they they that's what they do right uh, i mean I, I was in the same team as pete stetna for one semester and then pete was like I am much better at this than all of you. I'm going to go be a professional cyclist. And all of us like, Oh, have fun, Pete. We're going to get education. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is it, it's, it's really interesting. Cause yeah, the reason that I even started riding bikes in the first place was because I had just stopped racing skis and I didn't have any friends. Um, mm. cause I didn't want to hang out with the ski friends anymore. Cause I was like, but I'm not one of you. So I joined the cycling team and, Sounds like my wife. Kind of the same as you. Yeah, like I... uh, My wife met me because I was wearing a Nordic ski hat. She was like, you're a skier. And that's how we met. That's pretty cute. I know. That's a meat cute. (laughs) We should make a movie. Not the point. I know. Maybe it might be worth stepping back just really briefly and kind of for those who have not gone through the collegiate collegiate system, kind of explaining how it works. Yeah, so it's like a very much an intro to cycling. It's a a very soft intro to cycling in that the fields are usually pretty small because Mm -hmm. it's broken up by division. So there's like the Rocky mountain division, which is like Wyoming, Colorado, and then Utah. Yeah. So you like the South, the Southern, so sort of South central, you got East coast. They're all split up geographically because obviously Mm -hmm. you're getting in a, getting in a van and going to race every weekend. So you can only really go as far as you can get in a van, uh, except for nationals, which you know, y'all sometimes fly to maybe drive to, uh, yeah, and then what? Fall time is mountain biking. Yep, fall and is mountain, and then there's a little bit of track thrown in in the fall. Tiny bit, and then uh, road is in the spring. Yep, and it kind of kicks off. You have each collegiate each collegiate team hosts a race over the weekend, and then at the end of all the races, there's the national championships, and you have to qualify basically from your team there's like it depends on how many people are on your team obviously but you qualify and then you go to nationals it's this huge party because all of a sudden you're in a bigger field and kind of thrown into it a little bit but it's it's really cool and you start off for men's it's there's like cba i think it even starts at d in some conferences yeah bananas bananas so yeah. many kids for women there's just ba to my knowledge, pretty sure there's not a C yet. Um, and you kind of, you have to get a certain number of points before you can upgrade to an A. And then you can only go to nationals if you're an A. Um, recently they changed it from having like a, having the D one D two system to having varsity and junior varsity, which is a little bit of an interesting situation. And I'll get into with, um, one of the guests that I'm going to have on, but that, yeah. What did I miss? I think you got most of it it's it's super fun yeah at the end of the day it's just like it's a really really fun way to race a bike it's the most fun way to race a bike i think because you have that team element and you have beer in college and it's still really competitive <laughs> racing i mean it for is. for a while there there was this like 
unspoken rule that if you won the national championships that you got signed to baby Garmin basically. And I remember my best friend in the entire universe, Josh Yaton won. And it was the one year, it was the year that they didn't sign the, it was very sad. Mm. Not the point. Do you know who I beat? I know you beat Josh. Not the point. Josh. (laughs) It's not important. It's, it's very important. He doesn't listen to this podcast. He will never know you said that. It's vital. Um, this was, this was the, this was the peak of the arc of my cycling career. When you beat Josh. (laughs) Yes. It was very important to me. It was very important. No, I, I think the coolest thing about collegiate, not the coolest. We already talked about the coolest. Coolest is the team thing. The second coolest thing about collegiate is the, is the, its ability to sort of take a brand new, fresh, green cyclist who's never raced a bike before and chuck them into a bike race, but also have this whole team around them. So, for example, the men's seas, they do crit practice. There's like a practice crit thing before Mm -hmm. the actual races start and a bunch of the men's a's would go out and they would sort of teach cornering and teach how to like bounce off each other and teach which line to take to the corners and things like that and it's stuff that doesn't necessarily happen in for example like cat five racing so the other entry point into into amateur cycling it's just it's much more collegiate cycling is much better about taking brand new riders and kind of moving them through the ranks as they gain skills and they gain fitness. And there's like always somewhere for you to go to figure out how to be a better bike racer. And I think that's the, that's the really important sort of development angle. And it's the exact same thing that is happening now at the high school level, which is why that Nike stuff is so exciting. And I mean, for me, one of the best things about collegiate racing was it didn't matter if you won or lost your teammates were stoked no matter what. And so you'd finish the race and it was always just positivity. There yep. was like never any negativity ever, except when we lost the national champ, the team national championship by seven points, which is devastating. Brutal. Yeah. yeah. Um, but with that, we, I, I got to chat with two pretty incredible bike racers who came from collegiate racing. We've got Katie Hall, winner of the Tour of California, rider for Bulls Dolmans, the best team in the world, and Chad Haga, who raced in Texas on, in college and now races for Team Sunweb. Won a stage of the Giro this year. He's you know, he's pretty all right at the bike racing he's thing. Pretty good at bike racing. Yeah, good kid. Good, yeah. Both of them, both good, good people. Very excited to talk to them. So let's hear from Katie Hall. Due to some technical difficulties, Katie and I chatted over two different sessions, which is why the audio quality is different between the two sessions. So apologies and without further ado. We're here with Katie Hall. Katie Hall, hi. Hey. How's it going? Glad to be here. It's going pretty good. I'm here in Girona. My family's here for the holidays. And you just got done some, with uh, some good team camp. Yeah, just got back from two weeks of team camp in Calpe. And that was really, really fun. It was a really good team camp. So um, I'm missing my teammates. I did my first five-hour ride today without, like, eight people with me. And it was, like, way, way, way <laughs> less fun. And I really feel like I'm missing my teammates right now. <laughs> Do you have – is anyone in Girona right now? Or is it a little bit quiet because the holidays – it's pretty quiet here right now. Like, I think there's fewer cyclists than any other time I've been here. My husband's coming in tomorrow, and so that'll be some good ride company, too. 
Yeah, so the reason that I wanted to chat with you is because we we actually kind of started together in racing with collegiate. Um, the first time I ever met you was the collegiate national championships in 2013. I recall where I think you beat me. Uh, we were in a yeah, we were in a pretty good break with Corinne Rivera and Katie Keo. I think the podium that year was solid. You, me, and um, and Corinne. Like, and Katie. Mm-hmm. And Katie. They were, Katie was, yeah, they won to us, if I recall, in like a very textbook mm-hmm. teammate and, manner. And I thought, oh, that. And that's then luckily, because we, we weren't, they were both signed already to professional teams. So we got to do the collegiate all-stars together that summer. That was so fun. That was like such a, such a big start yeah, for both remember, of us. This is like one of my favorite memories of you was like the day that we met like officially met was when we got picked up from the airport together in uh like before the race started we had a mini camp kind of with like the adult version of the collegiate all-stars so there was like all of us the pro chase and so it was like we were going to this camp and you and I were the first collegiate riders to come into town and they like picked us up together from the airport and I was asking you in the car like oh but do you do you want to be I like wanted so badly to be professional and I was like do you want to be a professional and you were like oh I don't think so yeah yeah I was uh uh, pretty reluctant I think at that point and was like no like I'm gonna finish my PhD like uh pro cycling would just get in the way of that and it turns out like it did <laughs> it turns out like, you were really right <laughs> yeah because how's that I, phd yeah. going became so object yeah never <laughs> it's never happening it's uh i got really distracted yeah by but bike you've racing. got like you have had so. such an incredible career one of my like you're one of my favorite yeah. riders, not just because I know you and I know you're an incredible human being off the bike too, but because you've had this trajectory where, so you started off in collegiate racing. You'd never raced before you raced collegiately. You signed for United Healthcare, which was brand new the year that you signed for them. And you were on that team until it folded and then signed for bowls. But you've had this like incredible, every year you've, you've grown. And I think yeah, yeah thanks, I mean, thanks, it's true. I, like, I've been watching you since the very beginning, and, and it's really cool to watch how much you grow each year. And, like, that's not – it's super uncommon for that to happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think when you start, like, really at the bottom, it, like, makes it a little easier to make a little progression every year. <laughs> uh, I feel like my, my journey in cycling has been, like – slow and steady (laughs) whereas some people like come on super strong right from the beginning like uh there's like a lot of things in cycling that have been hard for me and like just chipping away at my uh weaknesses over the years has like allowed me to make a little bit and you you started in college and you'd never raced before yeah in grad school at berkeley i joined the cycling team there um Yeah, when I started grad school, I started uh, in my program, in my year, I was the only person there. (laughs) So, like, it was like, I need some friends. (laughs) So, I joined the cycling team because I, like, knew I loved riding my bike and that I wanted to meet some people outside my program 
And yeah, the Cal Cycling team was just a, a really phenomenal experience for me. And I've met like a lot of lifelong friends there. I met my husband there. Like, I just feel really grateful to have had this experience. And how was like, when you, when you started racing, how was kind of the buildup from the very first race, you know, to, to racing the national championships? Was it kind of like, was it competitive? Was it just mostly fun? <laughs> um, it was really fun and just like a little bit wild too. I think one of the things that I loved about collegiate cycling was that everybody has a team already. Like it's a team sport from the beginning because your team is your university or whatever. Um, but I showed up and I knew nothing about cycling. And I was like, uh, road cycling is in the spring in collegiate and I was like so excited that I was like lurking around the cycling team in the fall too and they were like hey you want to race mountain bikes and handed me a mountain bike and my first ever mountain bike ride was a dual slalom oh my god downhill race <laughs> uh, yeah. that's like how crazy collegiate cycling is like I was there to help volunteer and somebody was like here's a bike you can go race <laughs> it's like uh. and yeah did uh, I'm still alive. <laughs> that's a bonus. So that's nice. Did you race the mountain bike national yeah. championships in Angel Fire? No. I was terrible <laughs> at mountain biking. Uh, <laughs> I was like uh, in, yeah, nice. in women's seas <laughs> and awesome. stayed in women's seas for that season. So no, how, I didn't go to Angel Fire. How quickly but, did you uh, kind of progress like in road from the women's, women's B's or C's to A's? Oh, my God. I think I got to women's A's by the end of that first season. I pretty much raced every collegiate race that first season. Um, but like got to women's A's without any skills <laughs> because like I do recall that my first bike race, it just like went up this giant hill, turned around at the top, came back down, then turned around again, went back up to the top of that hill, turned around again and came back down. And I was like so terrified of the Peloton that I rode off the front at like kilometer two and uh, stayed off the front by myself the whole time because it was just like a giant mountain and descent and won. But my one of my friends celebrated when she won or when she won the bunch a little bit later because she forgot that I had <laughs> gone off the front because it was so early in the race. Um, so yeah, that was like sort of my experience with with uh, women's bees and seas was just being terrified of the bunch and doing sort of anything to <laughs> be by myself. <laughs> and then when I got to women's A's, I was like, oh, I don't know how to bike race. <laughs> and I had to learn a little bit more and yeah, had a little more bumps in women's A's. But yeah, I think raced collegiate nationals That's awesome. at the end of that year. So how was it going from collegiate cycling and then the collegiate all-stars and then eventually going to UHC? Yeah, it was, I felt like for me, just like a really steep progression the whole time. Like, um, I just feel like as you get more and more into cycling, your eyes open up more to what's even possible in this sport and like I, you know when I started I had no idea that professional cycling was a thing and started to sort of get an idea about that um, on the collegiate all-stars team when we got this opportunity to go to the North Star Grand Prix or I guess it was called Nature Valley then 
Um, yeah, and just like race against some of the, the best in the US. And then to, yeah, join United Healthcare and have, yeah, teammates like Mar Abbott and Allison Powers, who are like some of the best American pros there's been in a really long time. Just like really um, kind of, I, I, I didn't know until I was on that team, like what it meant to be um, a good professional cyclist and to be, uh, you know, to always be professional and always do your job and have like, and have a career that lasts a long time because, uh, because you're good at what you do. And that was really cool, cool to see. And yeah, just eye-opening for me. So is there anything that you learned in collegiate racing that you take with you into racing today? Yeah. I, I mean, I think when I started collegiate racing, I knew nothing about cycling. I had ridden for about a year in Colorado, but I didn't really know anybody in Colorado that rode bikes. And so I think all the early things I learned about cycling, I learned in collegiate. Um, even things like uh, I raced a lot with this woman named Joanna Bechtel, who was like one of the sort of stars of NorCal racing then. And I learned a lot about like pretty elementary team tactics from her. So we raced together in the women's A's and there were like a uh, sort of a famous moment where Joanna said, Katie, let's counterattack. And I said, Joanna, what's counterattack? <laughs> and Joanna explained it to me and explained it to everybody else in the field at the same time. And we still pulled it off and won that race. And so that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I remember when I started riding with cow cycling, I didn't know what the drops were for. And they like explained to me what, what your drops were for. And I remember also, I didn't know about base layers because I had like ridden in Colorado and I didn't know anybody that rode. And I like, didn't really realize that everybody else had on like layers underneath their jerseys. And so when I got to cow, I learned about base layers and then life was a little bit better. Life lessons. Just like a little bit yeah because <laughs> if I know anything about you if I know anything about you especially on UHC it's that you always wear a base layer yeah uh after I joined collegiate <laughs> <laughs> yeah is there anything about collegiate cycling that you miss as a professional at the highest level um yeah I really I just think collegiate is so so fun um, it was really a family atmosphere. It was really fun at Cal because um, you have both grad students and undergrads on the cycling team. And so like grad students are sort of known to be like really serious. Like they never party. They like don't have that much fun. And the undergrads have, are at the other end of the spectrum. So I felt like like sort of keeps you young as a grad student. Uh, just keeps you, yeah, keeps you having fun and stuff. I also, one thing I really loved about collegiate was that I, I just think it's like one of the best ways to get into cycling because you already have a team on collegiate. Like your team is your university and you, at least when I joined Cal Cycling, I really felt like everybody was really invested in me being the best cyclist that I could be. And I think part of that is because in collegiate, the, the race weekends are totaled up. Like the men and women's teams are both 
both count towards points for the overall for the weekend. And so when I joined, I felt like even all the men were like, here, like, how can we help you be the best you can be? And they'd like, take me out and teach me skills. Like they loaned me a lot of equipment at the beginning when I like didn't really have anything. And just like, that was super nice to be part of a team that you already felt like super supported by. Yeah, um, for sure. And I, yeah, that's one thing that's really special about collegiate, I think, compared to any other kind of racing. Because you don't have to, like, apply to the team to be able to join and, like, try to convince them to hire you. It's it's all yeah. already set up. Yeah, you've got a team, and they're invested in you succeeding, and that just feels really, really nice. And unlike anyone else in the universe, you have now been a part of the Collegiate All-Stars team twice as a collegiate all-star from college and also as a uh-huh. mentor this past year. Yeah. So yep. let's talk a little bit about that because that's something that isn't doesn't exist for the men in collegiate cycling but is a huge yeah. thing for the women because when we were part of the collegiate all-stars and we got to race the Nature Valley Grand Prix which was one of the biggest UCI races in the country for women at the time I mean we I remember mm-hmm. we were racing against specialized Lululemon I was on the start line standing yep. next to Jillian Carlton like losing my mind because I was like oh my god yep. um yeah so it's this amazing opportunity that they take the top women from the collegiate national championships and take them to a UCI race which is like a yeah. huge learning experience it's a huge experience, just really eye-opening, I think. Like, yeah, when we went on that trip our first year, I had no idea what the world of pro cycling was like and what, yeah, professional racing was or looked like. And just getting the chance to see it up close and getting the chance to see up close the strengths and power and team tactics of these professional teams um, was really, really cool. And it was really cool to be on the other side of it and get to be there with these girls as they got to see this for the first time and try to kind of set an example of what I think, uh, yeah, the professional life is and what it means to be professional. Um, it's just really, uh, a cool, cool experience to be on the other side. Because in collegiate racing, there's, there's like a handful of people in collegiate racing that are just doing it because they want to race their bikes there. They love the community that comes along with being on the collegiate team. But then there's also people who race that want to use it as a stepping stone to go professional. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I think it's such a good, it's a good way because like, I also think the pro life is a hard life. And if you can get a college education while you're working on it, like your life trajectory, just you just have more options at the end too. Yeah. And so I think it's a really good way to develop as a cyclist. So to wrap it up, kind of like the reason that I wanted to do this podcast in the first place is because there's not a ton of collegiate racing outside of the United States, but outside of the United States, like in Europe and stuff, there's still a lot of development pathways for people to in the sport but in the u.s there's not a ton of pathways for development for especially for women yeah definitely when i look at all my european teammates they were all on their like cities or their towns club teams starting at like eight years old or so and like that's not a thing in the u.s (laughs) so i really do feel like as an american collegiate is a really um really a central part of development for for women in this sport and a chance to race and 
Um, yeah, even the fact that the, the collegiate program can help kids pay for college, too. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't go to one of those programs, but I know there's, like, 10 or so um, programs where you can get a scholarship to race your bike in college. And that's, like, pretty amazing. Yeah, super cool. I mean, the, the colleges yeah. that, that I think Marion does that. Uh, Lee's McRae yeah. does that. Fort Lewis College in Colorado does that. And um, the school that Erica Alar just went to that I'm in Demorest, uh, Georgia, which I'll double check mm-hmm. that because, yeah. I mean, it's good for people to know if you've got kids. Yeah, I think that. I think there might be even more than that too. For sure, um, there is. For sure, that. yeah. It's yeah. growing, growing so much, and I think it means that that the future of racing in the U.S., although right now it looks pretty bleak, it because of how collegiate racing is growing, it's yeah. it's giving hope to the to the next generation generations yeah. of cyclists. I think. Yeah. I think both both for people who really want to go somewhere in cycling and, and maybe become professional or really give it a shot, but also for people who are just like, I think one of my favorite parts of collegiate was even getting out of Berkeley every weekend. Like I was new to California and every weekend we went to like a different school in California and I felt like I just got to ride my bike like all around the state and just discover new places. And like, no matter what you're into collegiate cycling for, it can offer a lot to a lot of different people. Yeah. It's more than just the racing. It's also, like you said, you met your husband, Kaylee met his wife. Uh, like there's there, you meet amazing people. The community is amazing. You learn so much about so much other than cycling. Yeah. I just really think it's a really great program and I feel really grateful to have been a part of it and to have gotten my start in, in collegiate cycling, which is, I mean, it, it may be, it's unfortunate that that the U.S. doesn't have, say, like your European teammates have their they ride yeah. for their towns and they start riding at the age of like two, and <laughs> yeah. they're they're really freaking good. But yeah. starting in collegiate, it doesn't it doesn't hinder your ability to be great. I mean, you're one of the best in the world, and you definitely didn't start at the age of two. No, I didn't. I think there's. There's something to be said for having diversity in sport as a kid too. Yeah. Uh, like if you, if you want to be a, an adult who moves well in all sorts of different ways, uh, playing sports other than just cycling is not a bad way to develop as an athlete in your life. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you participate in water polo? I did. I played water polo in college. I also played rugby, uh, which yeah, is like a lot, really a lot funny. Stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, that's. I was not a very good rugby player. <laughs> For anybody uh, who just like if you're listening to this, just like pick up your phone and Google Katie because she's like no offense, Katie. You're not super tall and you're not super no, thick no, either. No. No, I'm neither of those things. But <laughs> rugby was really, really fun. Yeah. I like mostly joined it for the like social aspect and the drink. They like have the best drinking songs of any sport anywhere, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah, rugby was just like a super, super fun thing to do when I got really burnt out on water polo in college. Because so. another fun fact about you that we can end on is that you you like beer quite a bit. I do. I do. I mean, not uh, like in a bad I, way, but you like really <laughs> enjoy like a, I remember going after Redland Cycling Classic, we went to a brewery and you got like a uh-huh. flight because you wanted to taste everything. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. That was a good, I, I haven't pulled that move in a while, but that was a good move by me, I feel. <laughs> it was a really good move. It was like a power play yeah. because you were, <laughs> you like had had an amazing race and then sat down and drank like a flight of beers and it, everyone was like, well, there you go. <laughs> that's funny i've totally forgotten that but awesome i can't forget that that was like a moment that's stuck in my brain forever because i was like this girl's a legend <laughs> that's really funny anyway thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me and yeah. i hope that we convinced someone out there to participate in collegiate cycling because yeah i think it's so fun it's so much fun i mean i don't know anyone who has like a has like come out of collegiate cycling and been like well that was a mistake i shouldn't have done that no 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 that's not a reaction it's like, yeah a, a low barrier to entry Usually your collegiate team will help you find some equipment if you need it. Uh, yeah, races are really cheap. It's like a really good way to start. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, yeah. happy holidays and uh, thanks so much. Happy holidays. So that was Katie and she's the best. I look forward to watching her this season. I know that uh, going to Tokyo is a huge goal for her. So y'all keep your fingers crossed, please. And we'll now move into chatting with Chad. I'm here with Chad Haga, who knows a lot about collegiate cycling. Chad, how's it going? Uh, It's going all right. I've got my daughter here with me who's keeping me company. Life's, Life's good. And you just got back from Sunweb, Team Sunweb 2020 camp, like two days ago, yesterday? Last night, yeah. So the jet lag is coming for me. Yeah, (laughs) I believe that. Um, How was camp? How's 2020 looking? Uh, We've got a really young team, but lots of enthusiasm and everybody's fired up and uh, the legs are coming along nicely. So I'm excited for next year. Yeah, so... Oh, I guess we can start from the beginning and really quick. I want, I want to know like basically who you are in a, in a short, concise (laughs) and, um, and where you're from and how you got into cycling. Yeah. So I, I grew up, uh, always on my bike, just loving playing on it, uh, BMX stuff. And then, uh, my, my friend got into mountain biking and racing. And so I, I did as well. And then got a, road bike so that I could work on my endurance and then started road racing. And, uh, that was when I, just as I started college was when I started road racing. And so, uh, I immediately got plugged into the, the Texas A&M cycling team, um, as my, you know, my, my primary outside of school activity and, uh, just dove headlong into it and did every race that I could and, uh, got better and better through college to the point that uh, I started thinking about going pro. And uh, by the time I graduated, I was good enough that uh, it was actually feasible. So then I joined uh, an elite amateur team in Fort Collins, where I now live, and uh, was quickly signed to a continental team. Uh, then then it was uh, Kelly Benefits, and now it's Rally Cycling. And... Uh, stayed with them a few years and then moved to the team. It was giant Shimano then, but now it's team Sunweb. And, uh, and suddenly we're seven years later. <laughs> and you're signed through 2021. Yeah. yeah. 
So a couple more years security. Yeah. It's been, and it's been, you're kind of one of the most consistent American writers, I like to say. Um, And like last year you had your biggest result so far, which was the, you won the time trial at the last stage of the Giro. Yeah. Which, congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. That was was really cool. Cool day. Yeah. Kaylee and I talk about it a little bit when we intro you and Kaylee, (laughs) Kaylee's not going to admit it, but I think he cried because he was so excited. I, I think a lot of people did that day. (laughs) um so you basically started you didn't start in collegiate cycling but it was kind of like the building blocks for how you went pro and kind of how you fell in love with the sport so what it sounds like so why why do you think it was that collegiate cycling kind of was was so pivotal for you it's just like a quintessential grassroots racing thing i mean most of the races were put on by uh the collegiate cyclists at the various schools and we would jump in the vans and drive around to these other schools and race on the weekends and it's just a super super competitive but also really low stress way to just race and learn like make tactical mistakes without without consequences and uh it's just a really fun way to race and get better and learn uh so i yeah I, i got as much as i could out of the collegiate cycling. And do you ever miss it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I love what I do and racing at the highest level of the sport, but, uh, uh, some of my, my most fun racing memories come from collegiate cycling. It's just, it's so much fun. And you're kind of, um, unique in that you actually got your degree. Cause there's a lot of professional cyclists who are in who are still in the world tour right now that never graduated they'll kind of mm-hmm. step in and then they leave and you you actually finished and then went pro yeah part of that was because my my parents would not have let me uh leave without graduating because uh, i mean it's cycling is a, a short-term career even for the guys for whom it's long-term uh, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to, I'm going to need my degree eventually and, uh, it's better to finish it then. But, but also I was, I mean, it's sort of fortunate that I was late to the sport and, uh, and going professional wasn't an option until I was ready to graduate. So I just stayed the course and finished. Yeah. And how, how was it transitioning from collegiate cycling to, to Kelly benefits? Cause it was kind of, it's still not world tour, but it, but it is definitely a different dynamic, right? Yeah, for sure. But, um, I mean, in a sense, racing is racing. And so it's just, uh, that transition was a jump to a higher level with bigger fields. And so it's, um, I I had to do a lot of learning along the way, but, uh, but I knew that I loved racing and, and the, the level of collegiate cycling is still really high. So the, my fitness was, was good. Do you think that because you kind of started with the collegiate cycling and it was a lot more of a fun atmosphere, it kind of helps you keep, keep cycling fun. Cause I know like from personal experience, I had a really, really hard time, um, getting, having success in cycling, whatever that might be. The definition of success is, Yeah. Um, but anyway, I had a really hard time in pro cycling because it was hard to find the fun in racing. But do you think that doing collegiate cycling and having that as your base really helped you remember 
how, cause it started out as just being fun, even though it was still competitive, but yeah. you were able to kind of, you're able to kind of tap into that still at all. Yeah, I, I, for sure. Uh, it contributes because I mean, nobody is racing collegiate because their parent is pushing them to. So there's, um, there's no, there's no burnout from, you know, just totally overdoing it or, or being pushed from external factors. Um, so I was totally self-driven and, uh, I, I was racing because I wanted to and because I loved it. So, uh, there's no, like the passion is still, still there. And do you think that for any like aspiring professional cyclists who, who are thinking of going pro, but in the States right now, it's kind of an, a weird situation with, mm-hmm. with cycling and, and any kind of amateur racing, there's a gap in the stepping stones that it takes to get to the world tour, especially that California has gone. Do you think that collegiate cycling is kind of a good way to go in terms of building blocks for sure. It can definitely fill, fill a gap. Like, uh, I know in, in Texas, I was on the ra- on the weekends, there weren't collegiate races. I was doing the, the non-collegiate races. So I was, I was racing as much as I could, but, um, it's, it's a great way to get experience while also getting an education. Um, because I, I know a lot of guys who, who wanted to go pro and thought they wanted to, and then in the end decided, uh, it wasn't really for them, but, you know, they, they had an education at that point. So they weren't starting from zero once they reached that point. Um, so it's, uh, it's sort of a fallback option, but it's definitely, uh, a great way to get races that you, you couldn't otherwise, cause you have to be in college to do these races. And so if you're, if you're missing out on some racing, then that's a great way to fill the gaps. For sure. If there's like, I mean, personally, I would, uh, encourage anyone who wants to go to college and races bikes to go to college and race bikes, not yeah. take time off of college so that they can race bikes, especially yeah. if you're in the U S. Um, but it's cool. Cause now there's all of these schools that have like varsity cycling teams and, and you can get a really good education and also race really competitively, which I mean, it, like Texas A&M, how was it? Like you said it was competitive still, but compared to like when you'd go to the national championships and you had the big schools that were there, like Marion. And I don't know if, if Marion and Lise McRae were the big schools when we were, when yeah. I was racing, yep, um, that was the, the big hitters. Yeah. Was it, was it a huge step physically going from the conference racing in just the conference to racing nationals? Uh, not, uh, not really. Cause well, we actually had the collegiate national champion in our conference for one year. And then, um, I like my final year I meddled at nationals. So, uh, it was still, it was really high level racing, even, even though we weren't all varsity teams. Yeah. And you did it when it was like D one, D two. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know how it's structured anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they, cha- I mean, well, I'll talk about that with it with someone else, but anyway, um, yeah, that was great. Thank you so much. And I mean, like I personally have so much fond memories of collegiate cycling and it sounds like you do too. I mean, I think that everybody, everyone who does it looks back on it fondly. Um, I know like Kaylee does and, um, it's really cool that it being able to go from collegiate cycling to the world tour, especially with a degree is pretty rare. So yeah, it was really great that I got your input. (laughs) Yeah. And like all the the guys from the A&M cycling team, like they're still my best friends. Like, all of my groomsmen came from 
that team. (laughs) Yeah. It's just uh, so much fun. It's cool because it's, yeah, like like you said, it's, you're building the blocks of cycling and the, the racing is really, really fun, but kind of what sticks is all the people you meet. And when you're on a professional team, you still meet really amazing people that you're friends with, but it's, it's still a job. So it's not as much like lifelong relationships. Right. So yeah, collegiate cycling is the best. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much and good luck this season. No problem. Thank you. That was Chad Haga. And on the subject of Chad, I've asked Kaylee if he's got any funny stories. Here's what we got. <laughs> I don't really, I don't have a funny story about Chad. I have a getting dropped story about Chad. So he used to show up to the Oval Ride, which was the Saturday ride out of Fort Collins. Uh, and this is when he was actually riding for, I think it was Team Rio Grande, which just was an elite amateur team at that point. And this is right before he ended up going over to Europe. And he would come out to the Oval, uh, which it's it like 80 it's like 84 miles you know three and a half hours full gas all the fast guys show up and chad would basically just sit on the front the entire time and then we would finish the ride and all of us would just sort of crawl home completely destroyed and chad would go ride for like another two hours and that sounds pretty on sounds point. pretty on point for chad yeah yeah i love chad he's a he's a i would consider him a friend and uh, i was actually at his uh, time trial win at the giro this year and Ooh, that was really super cool. super super exciting uh, Chad lo- lost his dad a couple years ago. And so that was a very emotional win for him. Uh, and so I, I was, I was yeah, just genuinely pleased for him as a, as a rider and an athlete to sort of hit that level finally. Yeah. It was a, it was a huge win for him. And I think everyone was pretty stoked. To and he see started that. in collegiate racing. He started in collegiate racing. So that was our little spiel on collegiate racing. I hope that if you're not in America, I don't think there's collegiate racing really anywhere else to the same scale. If Europe has collegiate racing, they have a pretty good amateur scene. So, but, um, tweet at me if you do know of more collegiate racing on more continents. Cause I'm genuinely curious. I think it's awesome. And, um, if you, if want- you know someone in high school who's about to go to college and maybe wants to race a bike, send them this podcast. Yeah. And encourage them to ride for Fort Lewis. This is not sponsored by Fort Lewis. I just love that school. It's cool. It's a great school. Uh, that's enough. Abby. That's it. We're, We're done. done. It's over. Jinx. One of the rest of 79 done.